for local talk weekday mornings. The Morning Drive News Talk WVMT. Welcome back to The Morning Drive, everybody. Kurt and Anthony here on this Monday morning. And uh, joining us now on Martin Luther King holiday is state representative, longtime state representative from Colchester, Pat Brennan. Good morning, Pat. Good morning, guys. How are you? Good. Doing well on a Monday. Want to give us a quick thought about uh, this is Martin Luther King uh, holiday. A quick thought on Martin Luther King on this holiday. Yeah, I think it's a good day for people to sit back and reflect on on the past and and the future, most most of all, and, uh, and be cognizant of what we've been through and where we're headed. Very true. No doubt about it. So the legislature is off and running. What are we into the third week here now? Uh, and uh, one of the one of the things that was right out of the gate, Pat, seemed to be uh, the one that we know the governor has made clear that he opposes, opposes vigorously, it would seem, which is the, and I know they were called safe injection centers, but now they're calling them overdose, overdose prevention sites. Overdose prevention centers, centers. yes. Another name. I've heard that one in the past. I guess it's whichever one they think sounds best. It's so you can't search it. Let's be honest. <laughs> Unless you know H72. I asked Pat. I like I searched over to we're on the air Friday. I'm looking searching overdose prevent, uh, you know, all this stuff. Uh, safe injection, safe drugs, safe this, safe that. Nope, they switched it to overdose. So you can't search it. Sorry. Just being snarky. <laughs> no, That's I understand. It's... So, so Pat, tell us about how this thing is H seventy two. How it's it's structured. Well, it's it's structured to uh, initially it was structured to put a million dollars into uh, overdose prevention center one, um, which was located to be located in the Burlington area. Uh, since then, uh, there was an amendment done to. Uh, put $2 million into two sites, second one to be named later. Um, and that's that's what we have in the initial bill. And the amendment passed, and uh, I guess uh, I kind of have a, a laundry list of reasons why I don't support the idea, and I just don't see it uh, happening. And It'll happen, but it won't solve any problems. And... Uh, you obviously voted no. I did vote no on both the amendment and the initial bill. Um, you know, first of all, Kurt, it's it's federally uh, illegal uh, to, to uh, possess any any type of illegal drug. Uh, it's also it just uh, there's no age restriction for these centers. Um, a nine year old, ten year old could walk in and. Uh, and use illegally, they'd be legal at the center, but they'd be possessing illegal drugs uh, to get there. Um, there's no proof of reduced drug use. There's no track record. There's uh, There are a couple centers in operation in New York City. Um, they're not state-sponsored. They're independent uh, facilities, and there's no history. Uh, there's one... In the works in Rhode Island, but no history. And, of course, the Biden administration, it appears, does not have a problem. But we don't know if the Biden administration is going to be in place a year from now. I mean, it might be. It might not be in terms of whether there's whether the feds are going to look the other way, right, as some community or state 
allows for overdose overdose prevention centers. The Biden administration seems to be looking the other way, but again, you can't assume that's going to be the case a year from now. That's that's right, and and even locally, uh, you know, there's a there are immunity uh, pieces of the bill, but they don't apply to broad immunity. It's it, it's within the facility. It's within close proximity of the facility. It says. So how does a person get from here to there legally? He doesn't. He or she doesn't. Uh, so there's way too many questions around that. Now, when you brought up on the floor the fact that someone could walk in who was a kid, underage kid, um, what what was the answer to that? Well, or what was the response? That was uh, that was late in the debate, and that raised uh, a lot of eyebrows, including a few from the uh, sponsoring party. Of this bill, and uh, and a few uh, folks uh, you could sense wanted to change their minds and uh, and vote in a in a different way or put in an amendment. There was a, a move to do that, but it got tabled. Um, so I think the fact that a, a nine or ten year old could walk in, use the facility for whatever drug doesn't have to be heroin, doesn't have to be fentanyl. It could be crack. It could you could smoke it, you could inject it, you could snort it. Uh, in this proposed facility with no oversight and no reporting restrictions from the medical personnel to DCF, um, you know, uh, required, just kind of raised a few eyebrows. Now, the one, the, the $2 million, one to be for a, another site, which remains unnamed as of now, uh, one in Burlington, where obviously there's been some interest by Elected officials, we do not know how the citizens of Burlington feel about it. I, I know lots of people who are strongly oppose it in Burlington. But so how does the money work? I mean, when we say is it is it handed in a check to Burlington to set up operations? How does the how does the money work in this? Well, it, there's a lot of unknowns about this bill, Kurt. Um, it comes in the form of a, of a grant. Um, there's a one million dollar grant per facility, and there are two facilities in the works. There are uh, $300,000 grant um, from state general funds, from what I understand reading this, that would go for operations. Um, so that that money, those monies were designated previously for prevention. There's a whole fund set up for prevention, for education, for treatment. So when you take a million dollars or two million dollars out of that fund, something's going to suffer. So, so that 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 fund was already set up to promote uh, prevention for the whole state, and now it then ostensibly all the money is going to go, or a million dollars is going to go for this one facility that we know of in Burlington, and a second facility to be the wherever they're going to plan on putting it. To be determined, and I, I think they're looking at uh, Rattleboro, Rutland, and um, um, well, let's go to the phones. They're 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 lighting up. So, uh, good morning. You're live on the morning drive. Look, I don't think people are not going to use opioids if we don't have these sites. I think the logic behind having them is that uh, they can be introduced to treatment plans. Uh, they can use clean needles. They can stop the spread of diseases like HIV. Um, so what would Mr. Brennan do for these people? Just have them shoot up in back alleys, um, which is what's happening now, and dying because there's no one there. 
Um, and secondly, in the spirit of Anthony Snark, it's kind of ironic that Mr. Brennan's on MLK Day. He doesn't know a lot about civil rights. He voted against marriage equality. Well, I would say to that, um, you know, I won't address the marriage equality. That was a that was a whole uh, separate issue. Um, but uh, as far as uh, people shooting up in dark alleys, uh, yeah, that does happen now, and uh, will most likely continue to happen. I'd like to see us address those issues with prevention, education, and treatment. Um, when whenever you take a pot of money, reduce it by two million dollars something's going to suffer. I don't see the treatment and education and allowing people to show up at a injection site and uh, safely shoot up. I, I don't see the prevention, I don't see the treatment, and I don't see any education in that. Well, and certainly it um, <clears throat> they're going to decriminalize possession of all the drugs to walk in there. There's a big component that I hadn't thought of. I just read in the front of the bill going to change all the laws on crack cocaine and possession. But also, where are they going to get it before they get to this site? It, it's going to promote street-level dealing, particularly in the area of the site. I mean, that's just, I mean, that, sorry, it's basic supply and demand. Yeah, that's true. And, and there are public safety issues also that yeah. come to mind. Uh, do, you, do you get to an injection site by driving? Do you walk? If you walk... Uh, you're eliminating a vast uh, majority of people who don't live within, say, an eight-block radius. Right. Um, do you drive away after uh, you've induced drugs? I, I don't know. It's- and, Pat, it seems like have they, have they studied what's happened in places that have have um, put these overdose prevention centers, centers in place? Have they studied those in where they are? For example, in San Francisco, they got rid of one because it, it was creating more problems than it was intended to solve. Yeah, there wasn't a lot of talk about that. There were questions, but no answers. Um, they, they, I, I don't believe they have. There, are, there is three hundred dollars, three hundred thousand dollars in this from, of general fund money for grants to these uh, sites to for a study. There's going to be an independent study to find out all the particulars and whether it was successful or how many overdoses they were, how many were reversed, how many ambulance trips to the sites. But that's after the fact. Let's go to the phones. Good morning. You're live on the morning drive. What are the chances of taking some of this grant and flying some of the supporters of illegal drug normalization centers out to San Francisco, Seattle, Portland? Just fly them out there and just let them walk around for a day. What are the chances of that? Uh, If that's a question for me, I would say Slim to none. But, you know, another form of that question is, have any of these folks, particularly the ones that have introduced this bill, spent any time in San Francisco? Um, and and we know of uh, there's one site that was like this in the Tenderloin District that they've already voluntarily closed because it was a disaster. But they, they I hear all these success stories, but I but I can't find a site that, that has that's open that has a success story. But have any of the folks that have introduced this spent time in cities where they exist? Uh, well, I can't uh, say for sure, but we didn't hear any testimony that would, would that would lead to that uh, assumption. So Nobody, the, no, no one that actually physically witnessed no. a success in, in this situation. All right, let's go back to the phones. Good morning. You're live on the morning drive. 
Hey, good morning, gentlemen. Thank you for taking my call. Um, I'm uh, definitely against safe injection sites. Um, you know, my question is, you know, once these, uh, you know, if it does happen, these uh, places are constructed, um, where's the money going to come from that uh, it, to uh, staff them? You know, that's that's a one-time thing. It's going to be raising our taxes and, you know, just causing more and more burden on, you know, taxpayers. Um, and another thing is, like Pat said, you know, people have to either walk or drive. What happens when people can't drive there? Is the state going to start paying for Uber rides for these drug dealers or, I mean, drug users to get to the safe injection sites? Is and Pat- then they want to fight then they want to fight the people that bring them back to life if they OD, you know? Let's, rem- let's remember that Pat voted no. No, I know. I know. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a firm you know, supporter of, of Pat Brennan. I live in Colchester, and uh, I, uh, I just think that, you know, it's just causing more and more uh, strain on taxpayers. Even if this is a grant, it's going to have to be funded somehow after. That's a good question. So they've figured out where this $2 million's coming from, but... What about every other year after that? Well, I could speak to that. Uh, what they did, uh, there, is a, there is a manufacturer's um, drug fee that the state charges. The state buys uh, drugs from these manufacturers for Dr. Dinosaur, V Farm, and Medicaid yearly. And we charge the, the manufacturers a 1.75% fee. That money is used for this program I was talking, the the vast program of prevention and treatment um, items. That's going to be increased to 2.25%. So when the, when the presenters of the bill say it's not a tax increase, if you think the drug manufacturer is going to suck up a 0.50 increase and me. not pass it on. Uh, so they can say the rising cost of health care is a problem. Exactly. So it's really it's money that's a it's a tax on on pharmaceuticals a fee excuse it's me it's a fee on the pharmaceutical manufacturers that for Doctor Dinosaur them. not for you know when they say oh the drug companies are paying I thought it was like from the opioid settlement money but it's not it's it, they're taxing drugs that are used for children to pay for this well that will be the ongoing three hundred thousand dollars a year grant program um, and it does raise one point three million. Okay. All right. Let's. Uh, whoop. I, oh, I hit the wrong line. Sorry, Pam. Let's go to the phones. Good morning. You're live on the morning drive. Morning, folks. Hey, uh, with the three hundred thousand dollars survey, I'd gladly do that for three hundred grand because you can't get accurate data or statistics from these people. They won't even render their names, and even the lieutenant governor states that, and they want three hundred thousand dollars for a study, much less the the, the additional cost of the program. Kind of crazy. Pat? Well, yeah, he the caller is right. That's a, that's another unknown. Um, we don't know who's going to do the survey. It's going to be an independent uh, operator for sure. But that's uh, it's one of the another reason I voted no on the bill. It's just it's too many unknowns. Let's go back to the phones. Good morning. You're live on the morning drive. Good morning. I have a novel idea. How about we take that money? and build drug rehab centers if you want to keep people from overdosing and save their lives. How about putting them on the right track? Was there any talk of, uh, of using the money for, uh, I mean, literally, bricks and mortar um, recovery centers or any, any kind of recovery conversation with the money? 
No. Uh, as or a matter of fact, that's what the original um, premise of the, OV, the opioid settlement fund was, was to uh, address those issues. And it, it's a myriad of lists uh, of, of uses that it could be used for. So when you take $2 million out of that fund, those programs are going to suffer. So, so and, and, the answer and, is no. And if you want to look at this as a whole state issue, um, so 25, 40, 100 people in the Chittenden County area, the Burlington area, are going to shoot up safely. But the entire state is still lacking. Uh, this money could go towards a facility to help everybody. It's taking money out of that pot. I would agree with that. And, and I would add, though, in the bill, there are provisions for a mobile unit also. Oh, perfect. So, oh, good. Yeah. So we talked about that, and uh, you send a uh, – us take Orange County. Yeah. Which per capita has the highest overdose um, statistics in the state. Yep. Uh, you send a mobile unit to Orange County, rural Orange County. And a mobile shoot-up unit. A mobile shoot-up unit. And how are people going to get there? They're going to drive. Well, How sure. are they going to get home? They're going to drive. What are you doing Tuesday? Tuesday, the mobile unit's in Orange. And Wednesday, yeah, it, it's, it's in it's Essex a, County. And Let's go back to the phones. Good morning. You're live on the morning drive. Good morning, gentlemen. Thank you so much for taking my call. I guess my question, concern, however you want to phrase it, kind of rides the coattails of the success story comment. Um, I, for one, am not an advocate of safe injections. I think that they're a complete waste of time. Um, but that's a whole other conversation. So my, I guess my question is, um, what is the success rate? You know, it's like you have these sites. How many of these users use these sites and then wake up one day and say, hey, I got a problem because now I got to go to a safe space so that way I don't die from doing this stuff anymore and are now walking around clean and trying to advocate others to get clean. I guess that's, that's the, the overall goal, right, is everybody goes there and then has this epiphany like, hey, I'm destroying my body. Well, <laughs> is yeah. There, nope. Is there any Pat. data that yep. shows that that's, this is actually happening. Got it. I don't think there's any uh, other than the two New York sites. We don't have a whole lot to go on um, as far as history and uh, effectiveness. Um, well, you hear about all these sites. Oh, Europe's had them for years and all these things. And why isn't there any positive data that they use to support their argument? Right. Yeah. And, you know, as far as uh, deterrent, it being a deterrent, I don't believe that at all. I think it's going to, if anything, it might open a few eyes to people who are on the edge contemplating drug use, but the only thing that scares them away is the fentanyl issue and the in the seriousness of addiction. And death. And death. And uh, now they've got a safe place where they know they might not die. Yeah. Uh, they're they're going to have a medical personnel on site uh, at all these um, facilities, and I don't see it as a deterrent. Here is a quote from the governor, uh, Pat. I just don't think that it is from VT Digger. I just don't think a government entity should be in the business of enabling those who are addicted to these drugs that are illegal. Uh, so he's obviously talking about what message that sends. And do you think that's a valid point? I mean, I think that the, the proponents probably would say that we, they do have some data from some of these places. I've, I've heard them talk about it, that it saves lives. Uh, what do you, how do you balance that argument versus what the governor's saying? Uh, first of all, I totally agree with what the governor said, and that's one of the prime reasons I voted no. Um, morally, 
uh, practically. Uh, I just I, I just don't see it. Uh, there there are probably some stats out there that say it saves lives. Well, yes, if you OD at a site with a doctor there, he's going to save your life most likely. Are is he going to save your life two weeks down the road when you choose not to go? The same person chooses not to go to that safe injection site. Probably not. Let's go back to the phones. Good morning. You're live on the morning drive. Good morning. Uh, safe injection is quite the misnomer. Uh, more uh, aphronym would be uh, like drugged in. Anyway, if you want some horror stories, Google uh, Ontario safe injection site banned or closes because they, they have them pop up all over the over that province. But they just every time they pop up, they ban them because they're so. Uh, such a such a disaster. So is, it, is, the, is, is the disaster like rise in crime? And well, I didn't get to ask him. Um, so, uh, so, and Pat. I mean, I know the legislature doesn't consider this, but I'm just going to throw this out to you. While we have some elected officials that have called for a, and and I know he called it the safe injection site, but the new name is overdose overdose prevention center. That sounds better um, <laughs> to some. So. But they aren't taking into account, though, what Burlington business owners think. I mean, Kelly Devine has told us that many business owners have like, we can't take one more thing. The phrase was not one more thing to be added to the downtown. And so are they, is there any discussion about that of what Burlington's already facing? And will this help or will it actually make it worse? And what business owners think versus some elected officials? That's a good point, Kurt, and and uh, our caucus talked about that uh, when we met, and uh, it wasn't brought up on the floor at all by the proponents of the bill. Um, yeah, crime is uh, crime and centralized crime. This would just bring it all together. Wherever this is located, let me tell you this, I wouldn't want to live within 10 blocks of that area. Yeah, I think the question would be, okay, let's if we put it up on the hill section in Burlington, would that be okay for people up there? I don't think they'd want it there. And the downtown business owners don't really think it's a good idea to add another thing near the, but you know that's where it's going. It is. It, it is going uh, most likely in downtown Burlington somewhere, and uh, it remains to be seen uh, where, and it also remains to be seen what the residents of that area, how they feel about it. It, um, it is amazing to me. I, I am, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a wee bit dumbfounded uh, that it's, it's just happening here, and uh, the caller's right. Uh, the Ontario has to pause a supervised consumption site. Uh, and then there is a, there is some data coming out of Canada, but it's not good, so that's probably why they didn't talk about it in committee or, or on the House floor, because right. it's not a good, it is not going well. Before you go, Pat, is there any chance that this could be, that when the, the governor's clearly going to veto it, is there any chance that the legislature would sustain it? It doesn't appear like it's a great chance that, it, that, his, that he'll, his veto will be upheld. I don't think uh, I think his I think his veto could be upheld in the House. Yeah, uh, there so were only thirty five votes, but there were eighteen missing. There were eighteen missing, uh, and there were a lot of uh, folks on the other side of the spectrum that uh, wish they could have changed their vote after some of the testimony that was heard at third reading. Well, again, if people don't like this, if they don't like this, they need to call their legislators. Absolutely, without a doubt. Don't be afraid. Call your legislator. Pat Brennan, longtime state rep from Colchester. Thanks for being on the morning drive today. We appreciate it. Thanks for having me. All right, we're going to check in with Fox.